Welcome and thanks for joining us for this week's encouraging and faith-building message from C3 Topol. For more information about C3 Topol, visit our website c3churchtopol.org.nz. Now for this week's message. Anyway, awake and listening. Thanks, team. We're talking about this um, new move of the Holy Spirit, this new wine that we know Father is wanting to pour out. And our response to that in this series is that we want to be people who are awake and listening to what the voice of God is going to say to us. What is this new move um, He's going to speak to those of us who are awake and listening about? And I just felt Him say a couple of things. I 100% believe that the social reformation of our community is on the Father's heart. And I know that many of you would agree that the church, as we come together on a Sunday, this is only a very small part of what we're called to do, that we are called to bring the love of Jesus and to bring His creative ideas, His creative strategies and His creative solutions to our community so that we will see social reformation. Social reformation is a generational plan. It is not some sort of click of the finger where all of of a sudden through great prayer meetings for three months, we're going to walk out and see everything changed. Social reformation is a generational commitment and we feel God has spoken to Mark and I in this next season and these next 10 years of building the church that as we have established and pioneered a foundation, which we're all a part of right here, the next phase of what He is wanting to do is to begin to mobilise people who call C3 Tokyo or home to begin to bring social reformation into our community. I believe that he is saying an expression of selfless love that is unsilenceable is about to be birthed in our lives. So it's an action of love and it's an action of selfless love. It has no agenda or no plan to receive from what it has given. It is just given. It is like a um, love that serves and it can be, it cannot be silenced because there's no argument against it. It's a love that is a heaven currency. It's not a love that is of a world currency. I believe that he's saying that the reviving of Holy Spirit-led relationships is about to be birthed. So many of us are going to find that um, our relationship with the Father, our relationship with Jesus is going to take on a new pouring out from heaven. And it's going to look like uh, we will hear and we will see what the Holy Spirit is saying and what He is seeing with more accuracy than ever before. And we will begin to operate in our relationship with Jesus and with the Father directly through the Holy Spirit. And I believe that He wants to um, really teach us about unparalleled generosity. It's like I feel like He's saying this church is going to birth a catalyst of generosity in our community like never before. And it's going to be generosity that reflects the unconditional love of God. It's generosity that is given with no expectation in return. But it's like He wants to use our lives to filter generosity through to other people. Now, generosity is a currency of heaven. There is nothing in this world that gives without expecting a return. Nothing, not one thing. (laughs) Only in the kingdom of heaven is there generosity that is given with no 
no expectation of anything. And listen, it goes against our very nature to give and to give with no end or no limit, but also with no expectation of return. He's wanting to speak to us of unparalleled generosity. God is awakening the conduits of heaven. The conduit, the vessels are his sons and his daughters. New revelation is being uncovered and it is available for all who will transition from the old wineskin of thinking to the new wineskin of thinking. The radical outbreaking of miracles desires to be released with the encounter and true miracle being the outbreaking and revealing of the Father's love. So I feel like as we're building on the past, as we build on what our forefathers have done, and we've seen great miracles and we've seen great revivals in our now nation and across the world. And I feel like we're going to be moving into another season um, where miracles are going to become commonplace, but they're going to be used to release and encounter the Father's love. And the echo, the wake of what um, the miracles is going to produce is that people are going to feel deeply seen and deeply loved. It's not going to be like a hand-to-foot miracle. Sometimes a hand-to-foot miracle... (laughs) That's a weird one. It's like um, when we need it, we're aggressive to get it. But it's not, miracles are not going to be driven by need, I don't feel. Miracles are going to be driven by the, um, the revelation of the brokenness of our lives and the need. So when we're sick, we're going to realize, man, this world doesn't offer me what my father can because my father loves me. So I'm motivated to go to him. And as I go to him, I receive a miracle. So I just feel like that's a real shift that's going to happen. And the father's love is going to be revealed. And I just felt like the um, Holy Spirit say, it's time, Holy Spirit say for God really, but I don't want to say God said because I think that's a bit intense and I'm not sure it was God. I'm very sure it was the Holy Spirit. (laughs) It's my time to reveal my love, not like in days past, but in a new way, that my love will redeem and restore. We must ready our hearts and purify our minds of all judgment. We are the beating heart of the Father. We are the conduit of heaven. From Monday to Sunday, my miracles will break out through my believers. Ready your hearts and minds to be the conduit of heaven from nine till five. It will be your norm. Like the flow of water, my miracles will run through you. No need to boast. No need to post on the gram or parade your miracles. Keep your hearts humble and let me birth a new move in you in Topor. Reach for those around you. Pray for those around you. Above all, show the magnificent displays of my lavish love given with no expectation of return. Yes, I, Mark, it's all God. I should have checked in with him. He's a bit better at hearing from God. <laughs> but I really believe this, and um, this is not something that's going to happen instantaneously because God wants to build the, like, the currency of heaven is sustainability, man. It is not come and go. It is, he is not fad-driven. He births something new so that it becomes the norm. 
not so that it comes and it goes. And a big part of releasing revival on the earth is teaching his sons and his daughters to walk with him and close with him. Another great word, someone said, to steward what God is doing. So I believe that in 12 to 24 months time, we're going to start to see like the releasing of this begin to happen. Obviously in Mark and I's heart, we hope that it first happens for everyone sitting here. I'm not sure how it's going to happen, but my desire for you is that you would experience this type of revival and then it would spread into our community. And what I read when I read the Old Testament through his prophets is he says, I will do this for you so that you will know that I'm the Lord your God who calls you by name. So he is not motivated to use us. He is motivated to flow through us that we would have the echo in our life, the testimony of our life that we know God is real. He is moving and he is doing all of this stuff. He is my God. He's called me by name and he has chosen me. We're awake and we're listening. My message is titled The Way We Were. There needs to become a mark in the believer's life where they know that the way they were is not the way they are going. This essentially is how we start through salvation. Salvation is a radical transformation of our lives from living without Jesus to coming into the revelation of God's deep and His true love for us, giving Him our lives totally and in letting the transformational work of Jesus become our new normal so that we are living a life of transformation. I've grown up in the church and I have had a belly full of people speaking about transformational work as a part of our life, not the way we live our life. And what I felt God did about five or six years ago was show Mark and I personally that, guys, the work of salvation is to continue on in your life. If we are not experiencing radical transformation, freedom, and all of these things in our lives now, then the transformational work of God has stopped. And we need to reconnect back to that place because it's not a place we visit, it's a lifestyle we lead. And also believe that no one is going to come to God if we're saying, hey, God can transform your life, but they can't see how he's transforming our life. If we can literally say he can unlock you from this pain, but we can't share a testimony of the pain he's unlocked us from a couple of weeks ago, I feel like they're not going to be drawn to Jesus. I feel like it would be out of control when we begin to work in a life of transformation. 2 Corinthians 3.18, nothing between us and God. Our face is shining with, bright, with the brightness of, of His face. And so we are transfigured, much like the Messiah, our lives gradually becoming brighter and more beautiful as God enters our lives and we become like Him. Through living in the revealing of who God is, we begin to know who we are, how He made us and created us, and how He wants to restore us back to the truth of who we are. He's not changing us. He's restoring us back. Inside of you is all that God has created you to be. The longer we've lived in the world, the longer the enemies had a field day trying to get rid of all of the truth of who you are and turn you into the truth of who he wants you to be, which is broken, desolate, 
um, full of doubt, full of fear, all of these things. But that is not who you are and that is not who you have been created to be. God is restoring us back to who we are. Romans 8 Verse 16, for the spirit joins with, his spirit joins with our spirit to affirm that we are God's children. God's spirit beckons, it says in Romans 8.14. There are things to do and places to go. This resurrection life we receive from God is not a timid, grave-tending life. It's adventurously expectant, greeting God with a childlike, what's next, Papa? God's Spirit touches our spirits and confirms who we really are. We know who He is and we know who we are, Father and children. He's transforming us to be the original version of who He created and designed us to be. This is why it can be freaky when you get saved and God starts messing in your life and you feel like, what the heck? My life is out of control. Totally, because He's totally stripping you probably of everything you've known in your life and restoring you back to who you are. And if we can help keep you steady during that time, you'll begin to walk in freedom and you'll begin to walk in love and you'll begin to walk in truth. I I had a coffee with the beautiful Emma Jane after COVID and she's like, God, it's just been moving in my life and I feel more free. And I said to her, what does that look like? She goes, I want to start hip hop dancing. And I'm like... I mean, can you imagine this girl hip-hop dancing? She's so nice and she's so kind. And she's, she's going to get up there and just... But this is what... It, it's like this uncovering. It makes her heart... Whatever it is, it makes her heart sing. It makes our heart sing when we come into the freedom of who God has made us to be. A great gift that we can give God is to become the truth of who He created and designed us to be. When you are you, you bring heaven to earth and you bring forth the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is not like a natural kingdom that operates under law and enforced law. That is right in the fitting way for the natural world to work. But the kingdom of God operates out of relationship of children to a father and truth. And from that burst forth strategic cultural transformation being held together by grace, truth, Mercy and most importantly, love. The way, we're, the way we were is not the way we are going or who we are becoming. We look back on the past to create the foundation of our future, but we don't look back to the past to cement the way we are becoming. God is doing a new thing. He is pouring out new wine for a new day and he is raising up a new generation to become the leaders, the social architects and the heart transformers of our town here in Topor, our nation, Aotearoa. And there will be many of us that God, that God is revealing to us. There'll be many who will grace the soil of other nations and share the transformational story of God's love with a people they don't yet know. God is calling this church to awaken. He's calling us to listen and he's calling us to rise and take our place. Here in this church, sitting here in this meeting with us today, there's pastors, teachers, evangelists and prophets. And it's time for you to wake up and start moving in your gifting. 
It's time for you to rise and take your place in the community, take your place in your marriages, take your place in your families. God has gifted every single one of us so that we will build this body and we will build our city. There is a gift, and I know it's lying dormant in your life. The reason I know it's lying dormant is because God has said it's time for it to arise. It's time for it to wake up and begin to flow and function. As we serve our city, oh, here in this church, pastors, teachers, evangelists, and prophets, and it's our time for us to begin to move into the home and the hearts of our community and bring the light and the love to Jesus. We want to be clear with this. We believe that this awakening is not so that this church can grow bigger and more significant and more influence. That is the fruit of what will happen, but that is not what we pursue. What we are pursuing is that God is going to awaken your giftings and you're going to begin to operate in your home, in your workplaces, and in the community like that. Uh, We also believe that he is calling social transformers into our city. It sounds so cool, like a transformer movie. But people who are gifted with social reformation and social transformation, he's going to bring them here and they're going to begin to work in our places of education and our services and our community. And they're going to begin to have the new ideas of heaven and be able to implement them. We're going to serve and love and give our town, give to our town with no agenda to receive a reward. We do it because we're awake and we're listening to what is on the heart of the Father. Because we know Jesus, we live in His love, we spend time in His presence, and He is transforming our lives and He is restoring us back to the truth of who we are. And through our relationship with Him, we are listening to see what He will say to us, listening to hear what on the heart and the mind of of our Father. Now, we're not yet ready to package this in to all of the different ways that we're doing it. We've got to be steady and not rush before the Word of the Lord. And what the Word of the Lord and what the Holy Spirit is doing right now is He is stirring this church and stirring our lives. It's like everything that, that exists in us is going to begin to be stirred by the Holy Spirit. And as we walk into that place of stirring and abandoning our heart to that, then He will tell us where we're going to go. Much much similar to what he did with Abraham and Sarah. See, I'm sending you somewhere. Now get up and go. He didn't say entirely where he's going. This is actually very true to the nature of who God is throughout the word. So we're going to be obedient to let him stir in our heart, stir in your heart. And what we're hoping is that as Mark and I don't put a plan and we don't put this and we don't say this and we don't say that, what we're hoping is that as God stirs you, you will come and you will say to us, oh my gosh, I've got this great idea for my community. I've got this great idea. Is there any funding available? Is there any? And so hopefully we're going to have to employ somebody just to look after social community reformation because you are percolating these ideas of service of how to love our community and we can begin to be the body that empowers you, disciples you and loves you. Amen. I love this statement, Eric Hoffer said, a great social reformer in America. In times of change, the learners inherit the earth while the learned find they are beautifully prepared for a world that no longer exists. (laughs) In times of change, the learners 
those with a spirit of curiosity, those who are open to a new move, a new way, inherit the earth. While the learned, the people who have been one way, and that's all of us, we've been one way and God is moving us into a new way. The learned find they are beautifully prepared for a world that no longer exists. Mate, if you're here and you're at the same age as Mark and I, you already know that the gap between us and the new generation is beyond measurable. I mean, what our kids are being raised in looks nothing like what we were raised in. What our kids are experiencing in school, we can perhaps resonate a little bit with it because it's the same issues, but it's massively changed. Like we are talking about a massive change. And we need to be able to learn and move and hear from God because we really don't have a grid on how to do this. The church doesn't have a grid on this stuff. One of our next series that is going to come out at some stage some stage is grey matters. How do we begin to actually haggle with the tension of brokenness in the church? How do we have people come in that are in same-sex relationships, that have got gender issues? What do we say? What do we do? What does it look like? We haven't actually really tackled some of these issues. But we're going to, and I know we're going to because God has got a plan and a purpose moving forward. And Mark and I, we want to, we want you to be people who don't inquire from the past, but inquire from the present. And we inquire from the Father's heart. How do we restore? How How do you redeem, Father? What do you have to say about this? And what do you really care about? Or what don't you care about? Because we only want to care about what's important. And as far as I'm concerned, I'm not accountable to change people's lives, but I'm accountable to show the love of Christ. And it's between them and God, right? So we need to be... (laughs) It sounds like we're all on board, which is great. But to do this and to do this well, we need to be listening to what the Father says. And we can't be afraid to look at these issues. And one of the old mindsets is if we look at the issue, we'll have the issue in our own world. Not necessarily in our own life, but in our own world. And how do we figure that out? Because we're actually trying to speak to our children about these issues. Hopefully, as we begin to talk to you about what God is saying for us as a church, it will help you get a grid for how to talk to your children as well about this. Because we have to form a new language and we want to be people who inquire of the Lord. Amen. Thank you for joining us for this week's podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. Have a blessed week.